1: Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, and in your retirement. As always, the motto in our philosophy on the Max Out Savings Show is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Uh, have a lot. Uh, t- the show basically consists of of, of a one hour show, and plus we have our free uh, Max Out Savings report, which we send out once a month. Uh, and then we also have uh, uh, different types. Uh, we put up podcasts at MaxOutSavings.com. dot com. You can sign up for the free newsletter at MaxOutSavings.com. dot com. And you know, we really uh, the show is all about saving money, retiring, building up wealth. Uh, and yeah, we're going to be covering a lot of this on the show. Lots of things are happening, as always. Here, uh, it seems like uh, it, it, things aren't slowing down; they're ac- actually speeding up in the world. And we're getting every day it's something new. Every day it's something else happens, and and, and so we want to try to keep you informed of it. Uh, last month, the the economy was teetering into a recession, and uh, we were in a financial crisis. The credit markets were locking up, and Uh, According to uh, people on CNBC, every CEO said the economy was in severe trouble and the Federal Reserve panicked and uh, halted interest rate cuts. And now this month, everything is fine. We've got great unemployment. Uh, Unemployment went up about uh, to, I think, 0.4 percent, but 300,000 new jobs. Uh, Things are great. So it's really, you know, it depends on uh, what, what time it is. And, uh, and you know, and and what's happening? But but look, there are severe problems in the world. I mean, we warned you all last year the dangers to the stock market and investing, and then it just completely fell apart in, in the fourth quarter. And now we've had a rally. Uh, we'll see how hard it, how high it goes. But but looking out around the world, uh, you know, the United States is a pretty good place to be, and 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 I think it's going to continue to be uh, one of the, one of the better places, and the the best place in the world, really, for all practical purposes uh if you look at uh at the united states we we've got one of the best growth uh uh programs out there uh the you know the uh, trump administration's hoping for 3% growth this year we got a little slowing in the first quarter uh look i would say we're going to have a really good year good growth in the united states except we we got real problems in china we've got an e- economic slowdown in europe so clearly the economy is going to slow down some in the united states but but it's still the best place to be, and uh, you know I just one one of our concerns. I mean, really, I, it's basically blue skies to the United States, with the exception of the politics, which has just gotten to be absolutely incredible. Uh, Ken, Ken Langone and Barron's, uh, he's the founder of, of of Home Depot, is out defending capitalism, and he actually has a book called "I Love Capitalism," and he points out that he he would they were in their fifties when they started Home Depot. And now they're multi billionaires, and he 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 makes the, the important the point in the book that you know that capitalism allows him to do that and they made the point that him and his three founders they never owned they owned not they didn't own just a huge amount they really spread the the ownership of the company around there's three thousand millionaires in Home Depot they never hired anybody for minimum wage they always tried to get a high level of service in the company and 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 and, and so things magical things happen in uh under capitalism and and on the other side you've got the uh Alexandria Cortezes of the world who who basically think that capitalism is evil she basically is moved, wants to have a a new socialism in the united States of america uh we've got uh you know a couple uh uh isis basically Muslim isis supporters in Congress, one of them the lady wants to have a ninety percent tax and uh you know and you really have to you know Socialism is clearly on the rise in the United States of America. The Democratic Party is moving hard left and, you know, free health care. Free, you know, high taxes for everybody, uh, the government mandating everything. And and it's just at the same time, here we are looking at at trying to get Maduro, uh, Maduro out of Venezuela, and, and which is with the, the new socialism. They started with the modern. Actually, they started with the richest country in South America, Hugo Chavez, and then Maduro converted it to socialism. And over the last 20 years, the standard of living has gone down. And they go, yeah, yeah, Ted, we hear this about socialism. It always goes bad. But no, Venezuela ran out of toilet paper. The average Venice person in Venezuela lost weight in the last decade. It's the only place in the world that they lost weight. The the 10% of the people in Venezuela immigrated and left the country. Colombia and uh, Brazil are filled with, with Venezuelans along their borders fleeing. They can, people don't have money to eat. They're, they're going through garbage cans. They're starving. Their kids are starving down there. And yet it's, it's a socialist paradise. And yet here we are in the United States. Now we have socialism on the move. And it, it clearly is a threat. And so we're pe- seeing people like Ken Langone. Howard Schultz came out. And, and basically, you know, said that he was going to be a moderate, and the Democrats just went completely crazy attacking him because he was a billionaire, and <clears throat> and, and so, you know, you re- what you're really seeing is is you're really seeing the this this shift in in you know wealth distribution. You know, a, a friend of mine was telling me they they saw on CBC that evidently wealth the the, the terminology wealth distribution was banned in the Obama administration because they didn't want to look like socialist. Well, that's clearly gone completely out the window and it's now all about wealth distribution and uh free medicine, medicine, free education, everything's going to be free but nobody knows how it's going to be paid for. So so I think that that outside of the of, of the social the, of the rise of socialism in the United States uh I I I, I you know, I, I think I think things are going really good in the United States. We've got a 4%. We've got very low unemployment. We've got uh, wages in the last year have risen the most in a decade. We've got hiring out there. I said, there's a story in the Wall Street Journal how... Disabled people are now able to get jobs. they never had a chance before now there' there's such a demand for workers that people are kind of willing to you know bend the rules a little bit you know try to kind of make people fit people in and, and, and actually disabled are turning out to be really good workers, but they never had a chance before because there was no jobs, and they were having to fight for people that were better qualified than them and now that 's changing and, and that's that 's changing everywhere uh, in the United States. people that didn 't have a chance to get a job or having a chance to get in the hardest thing is to kind of break into an industry or job in in and, and, and when there's there's no work what happens is is people tend to move laterally from different companies but the, but it but there's no movement to the upside uh it, it and now we're starting to see that so we're moving back to capitalism we're coming we're 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 lowering the the tax rates in the country we also have our, our cutting regulation. Regulation is strangling the country in high taxes. Now, the only thing I disagree with, I would raise corporate taxes up because I'm kind of, I'm really getting tired of corporations buying back stock versus investing in plant and equipment. And I think maybe a higher tax rate might force them to invest more into their equipment. And then I would take the higher tax rates on big corporations and I would allocate them to tax cuts for smaller corporations that are hiring workers, which I think is a really important thing out there. And so but I think the battle going forward is is the, is the battle against socialism here in the United States of America. And it, it, it is the real thing. And by the way, the under under the guise of of the resistance against Trump. That's not the resistance against Trump. That's socialism, basically dressed up in a resistance of uh, against Trump costume. And so, keep that in mind. Tell you what, let's take a call from Charles. Hey, Charles, how are you doing?
3: Oh, good morning. Uh, yes, before I get to my question, uh, you mentioned about the uh, the Puerto Rican girl that's in Congress up in New York. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm in your in your own mind. Who do you think is sponsoring this individual? and promoting a lot of that, because a lot of this is coming from New York. I mean, you have Andrew Cuomo there, uh, you got de Blasio, but it, do you think Bloomberg or a, Tom, or a Tom Steyer or or one of these people are are pushing, or literally, because this, this girl to me is nothing but a mouthpiece for someone, and I'm not sure, I haven't figured out exactly who it is. I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I, look. I I think uh, St- I, don't, St- I look I think stars are pretty smart. I think Star and Bloomberg are afraid of her personally. They're not going to say anything. I think this is all the socialists in the media, and real liberals, and quite frankly, many of them are socialists. This is she, th- this is uh, th- they're promoting her. And, and the other thing to keep in mind: she's a little like Donald Trump. When she says something, people are listening, and so it's it, it's not a real hard thing to put her on the TV and have her start talking because basically the liberals all love her, and then the and then and then the the rest of the country and stuff are horrified hearing what she's got to say. But it's like kind of watching a train wreck, and and I, and I think it's that combination. I think it, it's it's the socialists in New York that are backing her up, De Blasio, uh, in in all the socialists in the media, uh, the people Probably. like Bloomberg are afraid of her.
3: Well, I, I because in my mind there's got to be someone that's I mean that that I forget who the individual was that was running against her had been in there for 14 years that lost, but but obviously someone said sent their operatives out and said we're putting this individual in, and that's coming from somewhere. Some someone is giving the directive and the instruction. Oh, no, look, I
1: think yeah. Look, I think there was some smart liberals that backed her up up there. I think what happened is she just caught fire. I mean, on the base. Yeah. Well,
3: I, I yeah, I I don't know. You know, I mean, I haven't been in New York in a long time. So, but I know, you know, in the old days, in the twenties and the thirties and the forties and whatnot. You know, New Yorkers were known as their you know having a lot of spunk and a lot of you know. I mean, it was it was a financial center. It was it was a lot of things that you know people really looked to. But you know, the talk about this regressive type stuff. Uh, you know, basically backing an economic system that everybody knows is—I mean, I can't point to one in history that—a uh, socialist country that's worked. Yeah, correct. So, So to me, it's kind of like, you know, somewhere along the way— you, some people have gotten into influential positions there, and somebody is pushing this. I don't. I, I again, I don't know who. I haven't been able to figure it out just yet. But, but you know, to be calling for 70% tax rates and all, I mean, you know, for most of these billionaires, it isn't going to matter because I mean, they have so much money they could be taxed. 70 percent for the next decade or i mean you yeah,
1: yeah well that's the
3: problem so it doesn't affect them but but anyway the reason why i called ted i, <laughs> I really wanted to find out i saw a headline about social security and i didn't get the chance to read it but i thought there was a headline that said something this week about expanding it did you see anything or hear anything you about know I, that? I
1: tell you what it was really uh a busy week this week and i did not catch that let me see if okay. i can find out what that is but yeah i, I don't think so Uh, on that. I
3: I, I guess I was just a little surprised because I'm pretty sure I I, I saw it and it said expanding it, and I thought... Well, gosh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much further they can expand this thing. I think it's just, I mean, I just don't know. I, I, I don't, you know, at some point, uh, contrary to what I think Barack Obama said, the debt is going to matter at some point. The markets are going to start to weigh in. And I don't know. I, mean, I, I think I, that's I,
1: happening pretty quickly. Uh, Charles, What I look, what I think has happened with the debt and why you don't hear much about the debt anymore is, I think what's happened is, the, every people have talked about the debt for 20, 30 years, and it's gone up and gone up, and then you had a financial crisis in 2008, and people oh, this is the time it's going to count, and the Fed just flooded everything with money. And I think what's happened is the Federal Reserve has been so quick on the trigger, flooding the country with money every time there's the least little hiccup out there, that, that people are like, well, why do we need to worry about debt? The Federal Reserve will just print money forever. And then people go, well, that'll cause inflation, and they go, well, we haven't seen any in the last 30 years. And I, I think the Federal Reserve has done more to hurt, to hurt the, the 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 deficit hawks than any anybody out there by far. no, yeah, no one's yeah. even
3: close. Good point. Okay, well, thank you, Ted.
1: Thanks, Charles. Good, great questions. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 Cortez, Alexandria Cortez. She's look, she's very popular right now. Uh, and and I think it's starting – I mean, this is why you're seeing Langone and Barons today. You're, and by the way, these people know – got to be careful. Castro was very young when he took over Cuba. I mean, you got to watch people like this. I mean, hey, maybe she's a flash in the pan and she's gone next year. But, you know, maybe she gains more ground. And that that, that that's the big danger out there. So, you know, we'll watch this. Tell you what, we're going to talk some more about this right after the quick break right here on the Max Out Saving Show.
2: The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show.
1: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up.
4: and that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com.
2: The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka.
1: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Check for Charles. Yeah, the Democrats want a a Social Security expansion. They're going to try to increase the uh, cost of living adjustments. And also may, uh, raise the cap, which is probably this is what about raising the cap on income subject to payroll taxes to try to improve it. I, I mean, uh, the other thing that they're looking at is is reducing maybe income taxes on benefits. So this is something we want to watch closely. Look, I think going forward, Republicans and Democrats are doing everything they can to reduce taxes on the middle class, and uh, and, and we're going to see more more changes probably on the top end, and, and this is going to be something we're going to have to continue to watch. Tell you what, let's take a call from Oscar to seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Hey, Oscar. Uh,
5: uh, hello, Ted. Yeah, interest rates. There's uh, the ten years heading south is creeping south now. Yeah, and are we gonna go down to two before we get to three? You think?
1: I did, uh, you know, I, I. That's a tough question. I don't think tough. so. Uh, rates kind of started moving up on Friday. When people saw that the economy is stronger, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know where this economy is collapsing. Panic. I, 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 personally, I really believe Jim Cramer sparked this on CNBC when he started running around telling everyone every CEO uh, he was talking to said the economy was deteriorating remarkably, and mm-hmm. and I really think he, 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 Jim Cramer himself caused a panic in my opinion on this.
5: Yeah, but the thing is, uh, well, I, don't, I haven't watched him in years. I don't even know what the hell he says. He's crazy. He is crazy. But the, 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 I don't. The thing is, real estate's beginning to go south a little bit, and there is something out there. Uh, the, the interest rates. Uh, there's something out there that we don't know. About. I, I, I is it is it going back to the idea that you know that. Uh, we have this liquidity problem all over the world. Is that part of the situation here where liquidity, like, like uh, uh, sure, people are going back to work, but they don't have that much money saved, people, I'm mean, yeah. pretty uh, speaking, uh, right?
1: Uh, Oscar, how I think this thing plays out is, yeah. is mm-hmm. to answer your question is, look, I think rates could go down. I, I kind of like the, 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 the one, two-year bonds in here because I think rates are going to go down with the recession eventually. But then... I think you're going to see rates start going up. I think you're going to start seeing more inflationary problems in in the next couple. I think you're going to see a crisis of a currency out within hey, the next two hey, years. Said,
5: you have like a guy like Robert Kessler, and he he's he's very uh, he thinks interest rate is going to go down to a half a percent on a ten year in the next year or two or three whatever. And he th- and the whole thing with him is just liquidity. There's not going to be no liquidity out there. And his real theory is that uh, you know that interest are going to go down drastically, not just, you know, half a point well, or whatever. Yeah,
1: here's the problem I have what, with the, What, the, what have, you, have you read his stuff? I haven't read his stuff. Here's a problem I have with this liquidity issue uh, yeah. I- That out there, particularly in the fixed income market, is if if it was so Ill- illiquid out there, uh, mm-hmm. th- then you wouldn't be having junk bonds yielding 3% out two year, two or three years and, and right. out five or six. It wouldn't be at 4 Four and a quarter. That's not it, it. That that's illiquidity because you got junk. But if you're taking risky bonds, trying to get four percent, when you get typically these have a ten percent default rate, you eventually right. you're you're going to lose on that. Uh, look, when oil went down to. I keep hearing all this liquidity problem. When oil went down from a hundred down to twenty four dollars, the, the the oil market basically collapsed. Okay, fifty. And so I talked to my friends. I said, "Hey, did you pick up some properties when things were down?" And they to a per, one friend of mine, we they put together a fund. They they invest I, I don't know a hundred million dollars, two hundred million dollars to buy. They had trouble buying anything because. Fifty billion dollars' worth of private equity money came pouring into the sector, all scrambling around trying to take advantage of a good deal. There is so much money in the world, and every single time there's the least bit hiccup in the stock market, the fed floods in more money i think eventually this is going to be inflationary and 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 you could see rates go down. I think what you do is you, is you do one, two, three-year bonds. If, if if rates do go down, you're gonna have to reset during that time. But you got two or three years of good rates. But if things were to blow up and explode the other direction, that lets you sit there and reset what could be a big inflationary problem in the future. And that that's how that's how I think you have to play the thing.
5: Do you think they they might be a QE five? Then is what you're saying? Oh yeah, uh, look, or something the, into it.
1: Yeah, Oscar, the the market went down like ten, fifteen percent. It was still up on the year at the time right. when the Fed panicked and, right. and, and, and reversed course. So what do you think? You know, I, and now here we're hearing that business wasn't even that bad. Uh, wages, are there's still massive hiring going on out there. And so, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think the problem has been this Federal Reserve. I mean, it goes back to what we've been talking about a little today is this people – Every single time there's a problem, they flood the system with money. There, of course there's going to be, uh, and I'm going to expand upon that, but it, but some more on the show, but thanks for the call, Oscar. Thank you. Thank you. Right, tell you what, let's take a call from Randy. Hey, Randy, how you doing?
6: Good, Ted. How are you?
1: Doing well, thanks. It's
6: a good Saturday. All the regulars calling in here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, noticing something about this uh, labor report that came out the other day that uh, uh, they said the labor force participation rate is up and there's, uh, basically more, more people working than ever. What, 154 million or something like that. So you hear, hear, People talking about recession on the horizon and all this baloney. I'm not. I'm not buying any of that. And uh, I don't. I, I know that the Federal Reserve is kind of pulling in their horns a little bit. But quite frankly, when I when I borrowed money to buy my house, it was seven and five eighths. Yeah. You know, you used to get thirty years at four percent or something. You know, I don't. I, I can't see where rates are, are, are really that high. To be perfectly honest with you. Now, I, I have been looking at some stuff since we had the big December debacle and. Uh, I looked at it in terms of stocks, earnings, dividends, and sales revenues and things like that, but I noticed that that the, the stocks that came back the best so far have been stocks with, with big revenue increases I mean, uh, uh, quarter over quarter, year yeah. over year, and, and like that, you know. And uh, now that didn't stop them from getting cream with all the rest of them, but they've come back substantially better than the others. So uh, what, what do you think about that?
1: Uh, that's a good point. Look, I, I think some of those things are just way too hot right now, and particularly given what happened. I, I think you're going to have a correction in that sector. Uh, look, look I, I think what we're seeing happening out there is is that, I think the economy is slowing down and and it, it's having headwinds not from the United States but from Euro, a European slowdown and a china a substantial china slowdown and so that's dragging things down and what we have to see is does the United States going to be the country that tries to hold up the rest of the world, which I think that that is the possibility but uh you know uh, uh, the, the markets right now are are uh, I, I, Friday really looking at some of those real hot growth stocks they've gone up per, They're probably ahead of themselves right now, and so be a little careful in that sector.
6: Yeah, well, they never really grow so much. But but, in regards to China, yeah, their economy may be slowing down some, but if President Trump – can do something about opening up their markets so we can trade better with them. It'll, it won't be so lopsided. It, it, it might be better for us in the long run. No, oh,
1: I I think, it. look, I, I had dinner with the congressman earlier this week uh, here in Houston, and we really sat and discussed the importance of trying to grow the United States economy in, in, a, in a future where there's going to be, if it's going to be robots and artificial intelligence, everything, why can't all that stuff be in the United States? We want to make sure we have it in the United States of America. America.
6: Well, that, that that's going to present a problem to the twelve thousand people coming out from Central America. If, if robots are taking over, who are they going to work for?
1: Yeah, no, that's I mean, look, that's the problem in the world today. In in in, look, the problem isn't that a couple thousand immigrants come over. But the the problem is there's 150 million Mexicans on the other side of the border. There's 45 million Guatemalans, Hondurans, Nicaraguans, and El Salvadorans on the other side of the border. And there's 1.4 million Chinese on the other side, billion Chinese on the other side of that border. And we got to do something to try to, because if any of those countries start collapsing, keep in mind, 10% of the, of the, of the, population in 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 venezuela has fled the country you start putting 10 percent of those numbers coming to the united states it's pretty frightening
6: well i think somebody aoc has got the wrong idea the way that the democratic party has been piling on this howard schultz self-made billionaire and uh, and you you can't you can't you you, you're not rewarded for hard work anymore and your success you're criticized for
1: it yeah well that's what venezuela look what it got them
6: well, not doing any good here, but uh, well, we have to do something like I think Charles had call earlier about these people in New York and what they're trying to pull over on the country. I just hope that uh, people, the country itself is smart enough not to let these people take over.
1: Yeah, oh, by the way, New York de Blasio is a socialist. He's a communist. Yeah, yeah. And look, we went through this. In, we went through this in the nineteen thirties with the socialists and communists. And people forget the McCarthy here. McCarthy. That was all about a bunch. There was a bunch of communists in a lot of our organizations that were promoting communism. Right. Well, the people and we go Right back this, where we were again. Nothing ever right, changes. Right. Right.
6: But people criticize this McCarthy, but but he was he was he was right. He was true. They had already they infiltrated FDR's administration too.
1: Tremendously, tremendously, and we finally got rid of FDR and. And uh, but you know, F- people remember FDR. He tried to he tried to pack the Supreme Court. Remember, I, people forget about that.
6: Well, they tried to a lot. Well, if he wouldn't drop dead, Kennedy's the same way. If the Kennedys wouldn't drop dead, then uh, they'd still be in in office for the next one hundred years.
1: Yeah. You well, know, th- you know, things will have a way of changing. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. But but thanks for the call, Randy.
6: Look, All right, thanks, Ted. Bye bye. Uh,
1: China. Look, I think China's a real problem. I mean, we're trying to. G- I've been talking about this on the show a lot. I think China's problem and we talked about socialism today. I think China's problem is communism. Thirty years ago, uh, actually more than that, like forty years ago, they opened up they opened up the world ch- to, to to capitalism in China. People there weren't that a lot of rules, so people just started making factories and doing things and it completely boomed. You know, we had Jimmy Rogers on our show a number of years back, and he made a comment that, you know, the Chinese were only under communism from about 1950, early, late 40s, 50s to, to about 68. It was really about 30, 40 years. They they kind of had an institutional memory for capital. They weren't always communists, and so they kind of boomed, and, and China had a 30-year run of growth that has been unprecedented in the world. I mean, they went from nothing to, to a competitor to the United States of America, and, and, and so, so what we're seeing is, is it it's really growing now they, they you know they they put up trade barriers they they force us companies to sell out 51% of their chinese operations to chinese they they put on tariffs over there. They put special taxes. A lot. One thing people don't realize: they rebated. They had rebate taxes. If companies couldn't compete, they'd give them tax incentives and rebates so so they could cut the cost of their production to 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 compete around the world. The people don't. Re- they stole technology. They cyber hacked things. They photocopied. They did everything they could to cheat and get ahead. And we kind of sat back and allowed it. And once, once every two years, there'd be a big dust up about the Chinese. The president of the United States would trot over to to Beijing. He'd get an order for another hundred Boeing planes, get a deal for Microsoft, and then get something for the movie industry on copyrights, and come back. And then the same thing kept going on until Donald Trump came up. But, but here's what I'm here. Here's some some things you need to understand. China under president xi is coming back to a hardline communist country it's a centrally planned communist country it's like a big giant family at the top that's what they'll tell you to make it sound warm and fuzzy and and president xi so so you got to have a chinese representatives of the communist party on all the boards of the major companies the chinese communist party runs a number of the major companies over there uh in the in in the chinese communist party is is controlling industry now in the country, so we 're going back to a hardline communist system now here 's the question I have to ask you: did China boom over the last since nineteen six forty years did it boom the biggest boom in history because of a hardline communist centrally planned economy or did the Chinese economy boom because it started capitalism light ask that question if if the answer is it boomed because China's Communist Party guided in it into what it is, then China's going to continue to boom. There shouldn't be any problems at all, and don't worry about what I said. But if it did explode to the greatest growth in the last, say, let's say, 30 years, because they had a kind of a capitalist light, communist light system that allowed people freedom, then they're headed, once they close off those freedoms, reinsert control. The growth is going to shut down, and that 's what I believe we 're seeing. We recently saw the lowest weakest uh, aggregate demand in twenty years coming out of china uh, china 's debt since two thousand and eight has gone up from two hundred and six from one hundred and seventy five percent of GDP to two hundred and sixty five to seventy percent of GDP some of the highest in the world total debt uh, and the 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 property uh, Property market is slowing down dramatically. fifty percent of the wealth in China is in property what what the stock market is for Americans, the property market is for Chinese for saving and investing and, and, and so this, so what i'm trying to tell you is China is slowing down not because of a trade war but because the shift back to hardline communism they they have the slowest growth uh that in, in in the last twenty years. Uh, the auto demand is plunging. Uh, real estate is slowing down. Uh, everything we're seeing is, is really a problem. And, and so what I think is what, un- unlike you're hearing anywhere else, is China's slowdown is the real thing this time because of communism. So this is something we want to watch. If that's the case, it's going to put some drag on the U.S. economy as well. And we have to be careful. We think the economy is going to kind of muddle through and do okay. But I will say this. I, I, We're making a shift from the real economy from the financial economy, which is stock prices and asset prices, to the real economy. So stock prices are still in danger here. So we can see the U.S. economy continue to do reasonably well, but stock prices not do well. And This is something that's not well understood. We're making a transition in the world where the most important thing in a a country's development in economy is not stock prices, but wages, growth, income, and hiring in, in plant and equipment. And this is, we're going back to what used to work in the United States. And so this is something I think is going to be really interesting going forward. Uh, a couple other things. Tell you what, coming up here in a quick break, I've got a number of couple other things. If you've got any questions or comments, we talked talk some about IRAs, RMDs as well. I want to hit some of that stuff, some of the markets, what's going on there. Uh, give us a call, 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Saving Show.
2: If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back.
4: and that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512
2: New Media, 512NewMedia.com. And now, more of the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka.
1: Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. By the way, if you haven't signed up for the free Max Out Saving Report, it's coming out this week, a new one coming out uh just go to our website MaxOutSavings.com. it's a free report we don't call you up we don't bother you at all and uh it's private list we got thousands of people on the list uh, just go to our website MaxOutSavings.com, and sign up for the free report uh if you got any questions or comments you can always call us at seven one three 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 nine ten seven now long time listeners of the of the show and actually I've written about it at the max out savings report how I'm not a big fan of climate change because I basically believe it's it's nothing more than that there's a lot of money uh, if you can engage in industrial planning uh, either through communism or climate change so you can tell everybody what to do. And, and CO2, since everyone uh, breathes CO2, you, that lets you control everything in the world. It's a great thing but i do think you should protect the planet and i've said look we should be concentrating on saving the rainforest in the amazon the jungles in southeast asia the you know the plastic plastics and water pollution and overfishing we talked about overfishing of the oceans i mean the environmental devastation around the world is just incredible i've traveled around the world we we basically live on paradise on earth for all the talk that you listen to from people out there and uh but I, I one thing I have said is I said look we got to protect the Amazon rainforest because it's a massive uh, you know it, it can plants can uh, convert CO two to oxygen and it, it produces the oxygen which we need oxygen to breathe. Now, in fairness to the climate people, if there is no oxygen, all the humans die and then then there'll be no threat to planet Earth and, and so everything will be great. But you know it it just shows you the, where these people are coming from. But there's a great story in The Guardian, okay, and they actually missed the the true, the, okay, it's European cl- colonization helped cause America's climate change. Okay, research finds that that killing Native people indirectly contributed to c- colder period, causing the death of 56 million people by age 1600. So you go, oh my gosh, the United States, of course, I knew was built upon you know, uh, uh, slaughtering all the Indians, and here this is perfect evidence we killed 56 million Indians by 1600, and that let us grow the plant, the United States. Well, yeah, but if you then think back and go, wait a minute, the Plymouth Colony didn't start till 1620, and if all these Indians were dead by 1600, and Jamestown was about 1605, 1610, there was no Americans over here. And so we were not responsible but it, but they missed the important point is what they say is is that the indians died off in the play in 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 the amazon rainforest and the united states reverted back to to forest and uh which i'm not sure is true in the united states based on what i've read on ancient history in in the 15 and 1600s in the united states but you know they came up with something different uh but but the point is, they said temperatures dropped by point one five degrees centigrade in the late fifteen hundreds to sixteen hundred, and. Uh but the only point is is by chopping down all these forests around the world we're heating up the planet and endangering the planet's ability to convert co2 to oxygen which is something we should look at the united states has done a massive job of reforesting our lands but the rest of the world is chopping down trees and destroying forests all over the place and and it's, it, it that is a genuine threat to the to the planet long term and and here's some evidence to prove it uh but it's fascinating. We might touch base on this in the Max MaxOut Savings Report. Uh, tell you what, let's take a quick call from Frank. Hey, Frank, how are you doing?
5: Uh, I'm doing good.
1: Uh,
6: would you address gold? Why has gold gone up uh, it, as much as
1: it has in the last two or three weeks? Three weeks. That is a great question, there, Frank. Uh, look, I tell you what, we're looking at, and we're trying to. We, we own gold positions for our clients. We're trying to buy more. Uh, the what what we're seeing there is this happened. If you look at the move in gold, it happened right about at the, the year end and when the fed reserve reversed course and said they weren't going to raise any more interest rates or they gave people the impression they weren't unless the economy took off and there started to be some more talk in the last week that they're going to, they're going to quit their uh, bond purchases and, and they're going to quit their bond selling, uh, their bond selling off in, in, what they're going to do is instead, uh, you know, maybe maybe quit the sell-off and maybe start buying again. And what people said is, uh-oh, here comes another quantitative easing somewhere in the future. And, and, oh. and as soon as they said that, gold started going up, right? Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, now we've, we've seen a big move of gold. By the way, gold has moved above the 50-day, the 100-day, and the 200-day moving averages, which is very bullish for it. Uh, it, it, it really, and the, the other one too is China's engaged in a big quantitative easing program as well, right about the same time. So you got the United States kind of put their quantitative tightening program on hold and the Chinese really ramped up their quantitative easing and that's triggered the bull market in gold, uh, markets overall, uh, looking at Adam, uh, look, the, the Dow, uh, uh, the, the standard pours in the. And, and the uh, NASDAQ have really kind of bounced right off or just right at the 100-day moving average. They've had a huge move. We had the best January in probably 30 years after the worst December in, like, 100 years. But... uh so I, I think we're up against a lot of resistance right now. The The earnings calls were coming in or uh, have been mixed. Some of them have been bad. Some have been good. Exxon had a great uh, call the other day. Stock was up nicely. Uh, oils Oils are generally, I think, have come in pretty well overall. Uh, some of the others haven't. Uh, what you're hearing a couple things is weakness out of China, Weakness out of europe uh destocking you hear a lot of things on destocking where where companies kind of panicked a little bit particularly regards to europe and uh in, in china. I really think Europe and china are really slowing down I, I think that's the story i think i think the media is so anxious to try to find a a reason the United States is slowing down so they could b- blame donald trump they're really missing the big stories and and so uh Look, uh, I think precious metals looks very good. Uh, bonds, shorter-term bonds. And, and uh, you know, I think you want to be a little careful up in here uh, after this big run. Uh, when, when the, I saw an interesting story here talking about RMDs. And, and what they said is, is one of the things you can do to reduce your RMD, which is your required minimum distributions at <laughs> at age 70, uh, is to reduce your IRA early. And the, and the theory being is... Is if you put your money into capital gains, if you put your money in capital gains and it goes up, you're only paying twenty percent. Versus if you leave it in your IRA, you're, you're pulling it out at ordinary income. The problem with that is when you pull the money out, it's reduced by your ordinary income taxes. And if if you look over, uh, say if you're a retired at sixty five, if 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 you live to be eighty five, and there's good research that says a married couple lives to, uh, you've got about a 25% chance they live to about 95, one of them, and, and, and it's about 50% chance they live to be in the uh, 90. Uh, you know, you got 20 years of growth, and that ta- 20 years of tax-free, tax-free growth is very, very valuable. And so I don't really agree with that. The, the, the one alternative is, and we've been deal- de- dealing with some of this stuff with clients here recently, is there is a tremendous tax break in the estates. Right now, right now the ta- the you have about I think it's 11-12 million dollars uh is the, the state a tax exemption, which means if you got that 11 point something million dollars, you don't pay any estate taxes until you hit you go over that number and for a married couple it's 22 million. So so people are like, "Well, I don't need to do any estate planning." Well, there's a tremendous the biggest tax break out there in estates. And one of the biggest tax breaks of all is the step-up basis in estates. So if you've got the proverbial Exxon stock, which you own at $7 and it's up at $76 today, and you sell it, you're going to have, you know, you'll have about a $70 in capital gains. But if it goes through your estate, your children, basically their, their cost basis, there's no tax on if they sell it if they sell it at 76. There's no taxes because their step up basis is 76, and so you get that step up base at at, at at the time of death. and And so that's something you want to kind of look at. So when you have your IRAs, you want to balance that off versus step up basis of low low cost stock. But but I I do think. The, the tax- compa- the the compounding of tax free interest in capital gains over a twenty year time frame is is extremely valuable in an i r a now a lot of people will say, "Well, if I own the exxon the whole time i don't really have to deal with that yeah that's sort of true, but that typically is not the way most people work and they tend to shuffle their turn over their portfolios over time it it it's not quite as tax efficient so the the, the tax efficiency of an IRA is very valuable, and that's why it, it's better to sit there and 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 not sell off your IRA and keep everything in a taxable account. Uh, and, and so, but there is a school of thought that says you should reduce your IRA because you don't want to have to deal with the with the RMDs. Uh, and, and my philosophy is you're better off keeping the, the tax free advantage. And and they'll say, well, you got twenty percent capital gains rate. Well, the answer is you don't know what the the capital gains rates are going to be in the future either. And so, I I think over time the capital gains rates, uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna you've seen those things go anywhere from eighty to fifteen percent, and and so to there's actually a, the you know these enterprise zones you get zero capital gains, so that that moves around a lot. So something to think about. Uh, with with your IRA uh, uh, and the RMD, I, I think generally people are better off just taking their R, uh, you know, using their RMD, taking the money out every year to help expenses or or other things, and then go with the RMDs, which is your required minimum distributions when you sit hit seventy and a half. And and it's one thing as we've talked about on the show here is they've actually done some research and, and compared Benjamin's uh, work that the the person that did a lot of work on how much you can take out of an IRA and compared it to just the standard RMD numbers, uh, which it starts out small around three and a half, three point four 3.4% and goes up over time. And they both came reasonably close to each other, strangely enough. And, and, and so, uh, it, 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 it it's not a bad way to go, but, but, but I, I continue to, uh, to believe the, the, uh, the four hundred and one k plan, the IRA, which start it starts typically starts out at a four. The four hundred and one k plan has been the the greatest wealth creation tool the United States has ever seen outside of the ownership of a home. Bar nothing, it's, it, people come in, they come in with, you know, half a million, million, two, three million dollars in their IRAs with us all the time. Uh, we see it, we talk to them, and it, it's real simple. They just put away the money, plus they get the company match. And, and, and so it's been a phenomenally successful program. And then you roll it typically into an IRA, then it's in your own name and your own account, which I think is much more valuable. It, it, it is, works better for different types of estate and tax reasons. And, and, and then you want to, you kind of continue to manage it there, and it grows, again, tax-free. Your dividends are tax-free. Your interest is tax-free in there. And you're only taxed on your IRA if you take the money out of the the account. Uh, And so, and and if you really sit and analyze it, if in your 401k, let's say you put away 10%, the company matches 5%, and so you're saving 15%. And what you take your 10%, you, you got a deduction, and if you'll say your tax is 20%, so you're getting back 2% more. So you really only put in 8 because you're getting back 2% on your taxes uh, because you don't pay the taxes on it. so you got 2%. So you only really paid 8%. Coley costs you 8% to get uh, 15%, which is phenomenal, and then it grows tax-free for 20 or 30 years. There's not a better deal out there at all, and this is why we really talk so much about the importance of of your 401k uh keep saving money putting money in it we just talked to a client she's uh, thinking of trying to accept a new job wanted to talk about what the options are and and you know when does her 401k plan start and she wanted to put the money with us and again we said no as soon as you're you're eligible for your 401k start putting the money in there first that's where we want to see it because i know it'll always go in there first for your retirement and your retirement will be number one so a couple things uh we're coming up on the end of the show. If if you need some help managing your IRA rollover, your your estate, or uh, different uh, trust things, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market. We tend to do a lot of risk analysis, where we uh, and to try to deal with macro issues. Really understand what what could cause the market to crash in eighty seven. What could cause the investment banks to fail in in oh seven. Uh, what what can cause the you know what 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 are the ramifications of a collapse of long term credit you know we we really factor all these things in and try to get ahead of everyone else and try to sometimes it's just a matter of staying out of the potential trouble and then try to uh, put in either risk management programs or hedge programs to try to protect the portfolio and I, and i think we're we probably do as good as anyone out there at really understanding the broad mechanics of, of crises and how to avoid them. So if you need some help, you can just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. And I'll be happy to sit down with you. We'll take a look and see how you're set for retirement, uh, how your financial plan really, how, how doable is it? And, uh, And then we'll show you how we manage money. So just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. But if you can't do that, at least to the minimum, sign up for our free Max Out Savings report. This this report talks about everything from uh, how to save money, uh, how to deal with RMDs, how to uh, minimize RMDs. To, to talking about how can we prevent the planet from being destroyed by wrecking the rainforest when we're trying to instead pay attention to things like global warming. We, we're trying to show you what the rest of the, of the mainstream media is not showing you to help you save money build up wealth and understand the world today Tell you what, we'll see you next week in the Max Out same Show. By the way Ryan, no more summertime blues when there's a polar vortex We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Safe Show
2: This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.
0: You own a local business, or any business, and your national competition has a backroom of digital marketing minions who are eating your lunch, but you can beat them. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's...